0: Hey guys, welcome to the Great Cave. It's your man, Kovu. Got Monty here as always. What's up, Monty? What up, what up?
1: Man, how's it, how's it going? Yo, yo. You know, everything's good. Everything's good, but kind of agitated today because uh, I've been getting mad calls, just random calls since I signed up. I was trying to sign up for health insurance. You know, you, you do those quote and you enter your, you know, information and yeah. all these fucking companies start calling you. And I was like, God damn, <laughs> I could not... <laughs> I was like,
0: I, I was trying to just end calls all day, man. Mm. Okay. Well, where are you at in the process? Like, uh, are you confident that you're going to be able to get it soon?
1: I don't know. I'm still, I'm still waiting out because uh, these prices, man, these prices are trifling. I'm like, bro, to almost everything is almost close to 300K a month. Not 300K, I mean, just $300 a month. <laughs> and yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Man, America, man is living here. It's just, you know, prices out the ass everywhere.
0: Mm. I haven't seen the studies or any graphs, but I'd imagine that uh, COVID has uh increased the price of the average of uh, health insurance bill. Yeah, you would think mm-hmm. it should lower the price, you know, because uh,
1: everybody's trying to get it, and uh, but you know, I guess that's how it works in there capitalistic society you know when the demand is high everything all the prices go high even when it comes to your health which should not be the case it shouldn't
0: it shouldn't i mean there's other first world countries that um have better rates or free altogether. um so i don't know maybe biden can come in and uh, change some of that he says he wants to build on obamacare so
1: it's not gonna change man it's it's gonna be the same just what we had (laughs) just uh just a little bit less worse just uh what we had before
0: yeah 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 man i can't i can't really argue that but with that being said man we got a we got a another crazy list of topics that um that involve hip-hop primarily uh a lot of dark stuff going on building on last week with all the 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 death and uh artists getting shot you know rest up Boosie. Rest up um Benny the Butcher you know thankfully they survived but the fact that they got shot in such close-time proximity to King Von and MO3 that's that's uh it's pretty nasty man like i said 2020 doesn't seem to it, it seems like it's almost over but it seems like um it's going out with a bang or trying to go out with a bang um so hopefully no no other artists get shot hopefully no nobody else dies at least in the hip hop world because like to be honest there's a lot of death with COVID anyway from people that, you know, we've never heard of. Uh, so yeah, man. But starting off our uh, list of topics, Quando Rondo uh, put out a song. Uh, some would say a diss record. Uh, yeah. It's a diss record. I've read the lyrics. I heard the song. It's a diss record, but it's called end of story. And it's basically um, it's interesting the title because King Von had a story series called crazy story. And I think it went up to part three. I liked, I was a fan of those stories. It showed that King Von was a good storyteller, um, and it wasn't necessarily uh, it wasn't necessarily like a real story, but it was it was influenced by things that he had grown up in and, and went through. So, um, rest in peace, King Von, as always. But Quan put out a record called "End of Story," and it's basically the, the the main takeaway from the song is a all of you guys that are mad at me y'all probably it will probably be different if I was the one that died and King Von was the one that lived like if I was the one that go up if I was the one that went up to Qu- uh, King Von and started beating him up and his friend killed me you guys would probably be happy about that you probably you guys would probably be celebrating uh King Von's you might be looking at that as a victory for King Von but since the shoes on the other foot you're looking at me like the villain you're looking at my friend like a villain and um yeah, he's not cool with that, of course, and and he also said in the song that um I think his words were hell yeah we're claiming self-defense he should have never put his hands on me. Um, there was another line that said go pick your man's up, you know, because King Von collapsed on video, and uh, yeah, I've been looking at reaction videos to the song, and uh, like Law Twins is a good reaction channel that I, I uh, react to, and I mean not react to but listen to, and they um. They made it very clear like, hey bro, we're here to react to the music. We're not picking sides. And I agree with the, I agree with them on that picking sides shit. Picking sides is very corny. Um, I guess if you're a YouTube content creator, but I guess if you're a fan, like a big fan of King Von, it, it could hurt you to hear that song by Kwando Rondo. So I understand how human nature works, but uh, shout out to them for not like trying to pick sides or anything like that. But um, in terms of the actual lyrics of the song and how it went down, I think Quantrill Rondo, Rondo did what he was. What he? I don't want to say what he was supposed to do, cause there's nothing in the situation I feel like that was supposed to happen per se. But you know, looking at King Von's catalog, his discography, he talked about stuff like this in in his songs uh, when uh, when it came to his ops, and you know would even name his weed after. Uh, after people on the opposition that, that passed away. So Tuca was the biggest example of that. And some say that, you know, if Kwando Rondo would have died, King Von definitely would have came out with a song talking about smoking that Kwando pack or whatever. I'm not so sure about that, because from what I understand, FBG Duck died, and I hadn't heard him say smoking on Duck Pack or anything like that, but I could be wrong. But, um, yeah, man, it's just a dirty, nasty situation. That um, It's just another incident between two young street niggas and... Um, yeah, it's just overall sad. In terms of the actual mu- musicality and the artistry of the song, um, if you like Quando Rondo, Rondo it, it'll probably be right up your alley. Like, oh, this shit, the beat was really nice. The production was really nice. Uh, I only heard it like once or twice. I don't know if I'm ever having it like in rotation or or, or in any playlist per se, but musically, I guess it wasn't a bad song or anything like that. Uh, but yeah, it's just very sad to listen to because I was a fan of King Von. I listened to King Von quite often, quite a bit. And, um, yeah, so did you get a chance to listen to it?
1: Yeah, I got to listen to it a little bit. And uh,
0: I don't know. I feel
1: I, – I don't really see it as a diss track, man, because, uh you know, the other person is uh, pretty much dead. You can't really – you can't really write a diss track from uh, from the afterlife. But, you know, uh, it's more like a self-defense uh, track for – You can uh,
0: For Ronda, you know? You can't hold on, hold on, hold on. You know, you can't. This is the day. That's there's a hip hop culture in this. In the day, right now I see what you're saying, and that's why at first I struggle. Like, oh, is it this record? But if uh, allow me to take you to one some of these lyrics, right quick, just to to make it clear. So the song starts with him saying, um, "You know, I put that on my neighborhood before they bust my dome. Little Timmy riding was riding for me, right or wrong? Fuck what they say. That's understood. We had to make it home. So and he said, if the shoes on the other foot, they would have they wouldn't have said he wrong." okay pause that so so up until that point I can see i can get your point Monty. you're like oh it's not necessarily this record you're just kind of explaining that it's self-defense but uh sliding down a little bit more let me let me get to it he said blood on he said blood blood on your brother on the ground go pick your man's up damn right we written in self-defense he shouldn't have never put his hands on me. so there, there's disrespect right there Monty, like <laughs> like saying go pick your man's up as if he's alive to like be picked up or whatever it's 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 Putting salt on the wound of it of, of somebody that's dead to, to, to his to King Von's team. Oh yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of, yeah. So yeah, that, I agree with that. your
1: point. I agree with your point. Uh that's exactly right. But I was uh more thinking of is uh cause this is not really a diss to me, because it's still disrespectful, but I can really see it as a diss cause he's coming from a place where he seems like it's, it's very disrespectful, but I can't really mm. see it as a diss track because the other person can't really respond. And even if it's uh, from a from a you know more wording perspective but yeah i can't be on the ronda side though man cuz uh it's very it's very disrespectful and sad to you know make a diss track uh just you know or self defense track so, as I and would call
0: it. They, right and some would say it's even more of a diss because the person can't respond like you're you're sending shot it's like you are shooting at a dead body you oh, kicking yeah. a man while, kicking a man while he's down uh another example i can't remember the artist but it's like dissing somebody that's in jail who can't respond. Uh, Kodak Black has had that happen to him before. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I, I'm definitely with you, though. It's, it's definitely not, not the your average uh, diss record. This is a very unique uh, situation. Yeah, it's very
1: disres- uh, disrespectful to call this a diss record, you know, because uh, you would expect uh, to be somebody to diss you back, but the other person is not there.
0: yeah. But also remember, even the title itself is a flip on King Bond's most popular song series, Crazy Story. Quando Ronda win the title saying in the story. Like you can't write it. <laughs> Very
1: disrespectful, man. Very disrespectful.
0: like, god damn. Um but that's that's kind of how the, the cookie crumbles as far as that. Uh if 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 Lil' Timmy's released or looking like he's gonna get released, uh we'll we'll definitely cover that. You know, that's 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 something that's relevant. Um and, yeah, we'll see we'll, we'll see how it goes in terms of, like, whether I feel like this is self-defense or not. Um, I mean, just looking at the footage. I mean, these dudes are from the street. King Von said it himself in an interview that, like, why, what do I look like fighting in 2020? I have all this jewelry on, yada, yada, yada. But that day, as King Von's manager said, he said King Von was just different that day, like something was off that day. And I've heard that before uh, when it pertains to somebody that, that somebody's lost uh, in in, a, in in an act of violence, a lot of people say like, "Oh, something was off that day. The energy just different." But um, yeah, in twenty twenty, bro, people don't fight. There ain't there there isn't really no one on ones anymore. So it's just um, uh, it's just a tragic situation. But uh, yeah, guys, in twenty twenty, niggas ain't fighting. If you're from the streets, you probably already know that. You probably already know that that guns are probably around in somebody's entourage. Nobody wants to take a an L. And um, yeah, that was just a example of that no fighting and very ugly man no.
1: No. you know this is the ugly side of hip-hop you know it might be entertaining from the outside but if you're in it man it can be fun
0: yeah yeah pretty much and um real quick before we go into the megan part um i like it's interesting 50 cent is kind of taken on this road to like defend or represent uh street artists that have passed away so we already know about pop smoke Where pop smoke passed away pop smoke uh 50 cent was pop smoke's favorite artist even on his new album uh uh on pop smoke's posthumous album um there are some odes like 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 he he did a rendition of like 50 cents many men song which one which is one of the most biggest songs in hip-hop history um and so 50 cent knew that 50 Cent met with pop smoke before he died and all of that so 50 cent executive produced pop smoke's record uh the reason i bring that up is because uh, a little after the death, T.I. had posted something on Instagram that implied that he was talking about King Von. And it, uh, paraphrasing, T.I. said something to the effect of, uh, keep your beef out of Atlanta. Atlanta's a beautiful city full of like, yeah, it's just a beautiful city, so keep your beef elsewhere. And that was right after King Von's death. And so, King Von's sister, I believe, uh, made a public post uh, and added 50 Cent, tagged 50 Cent, and said, yo, 50 Cent, can you please like address T.I. or send him the message that that's not okay. And 50 Cent basically said that. Uh, uh, 50 Cent defended King Von and said, like, uh, bro, like, what hood are you from? Like, you know, this this is some real life shit. That that was a real person that a lot of people love. You can't just say, like, uh, oh, don't bring that to my city. It it was very insensitive is what 50 Cent was saying. And then T.I. doubled back and said, hey, I wasn't even talking about King Von. Yada yada yada. I don't know, bro. It did seem though like he was talking about King Von, and then when 50 Cent addressed him, it was like a little bit of a switch up. But maybe not though. Maybe Ti wasn't. Maybe maybe it was just a random post that you know a thought that Ti had had about keeping Atlanta a city full of black excellence. But um, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up right quick. 50 Cent is uh, somebody that had has had encounters with death himself and was you know lucky enough to survive. And now he seems to be somebody that defends uh a lot of the younger legends in the making that pass way too soon
1: yeah you don't want to you don't want to mess with 50 cent man and uh you know he could come at you from a street way or from the corporate way because you know he he also has that industry connection a lot you know with the movie industry or even just the yeah. hip-hop corporate industry man you don't want to come at 50 cent
0: yeah he got the lawyers he has the goons he has the money um yeah he's a very fear uh fearful guy and uh, he isn't somebody that's known to forgive either. Um and there's been tension between 50 Cent and T.I. Uh there was a, like earlier this year they were supposed to have like a versus battle. Matter of fact, see I was supposed to verse uh, Gucci Mane, but then uh the opportunity came with Jeezy. So TI fell back, like, okay, well Jeezy and Gucci can do it because that's bigger for the culture. Uh but before that, see I was actually talking about doing it with uh 50 Cent. And then there was some there was some tension there. So um, this new King Von situation just seems to kind of build up, build on that. Uh, you know, I hope T.I. and 50 Cent can can squash whatever they have because they're both legends. T.I. often known as King, called King of the South. You know, 50 Cent is a is a, a, a god, a king in New York or whatever. So, um, I hope not, nothing comes of that. They're they're older guys, they're mature, and and all of that. But um, segueing into another uh highly publicized and and, and controversial polarizing disc record. Uh, It came from Megan Thee Stallion on her new album, Good News. Um, And she rapped over a legendary record, uh, Who Shot You? by Biggie Smalls. Um, Now, I heard the record. I heard it once. um, And um, yeah, she's just basically addressing Tory Lanez and calling him a pussy. And even (laughs) even calling his gun a pussy. She says something like a pussy nigga with a pussy gun. Or something like that i've never heard of a gun referred to as like a pussy like a pussy gun but that that's new that's new but um all uh the article on complex says although she doesn't call him out by name it definitely sounds like megan is talking to addressing tory uh shooting oh yeah shooting
1: she, she was definitely talking about 50 cent man and <laughs> not, not tory <laughs> it's <laughs> right.
0: obviously there's no, there's, tory you know yeah exactly there's no no speculation there. It's, it's, yeah but um so some of her lyrics say uh, you shot a 5'10 bitch with a twenty two, talking about bones and tendons like them bullets weren't pellets. A pussy nigga with a pussy gun in his feelings. Okay, he in the backseat and he keep calling me a bitch. We all know this shit. I could have came back. I could have came back with little ass. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Um, like the structure of that complex has is kind of weird. But uh, she continues. He's talking about followers, dollars, and goofy shit. I told him you're not popping. You're just on a remix what's popping. Now here now here we are twenty twenty, eight months later, and you still ain't got no fucking justice for Brianna Taylor. Okay. Um putting Brianna Taylor in there. Yeah, no justice that that's true. Uh rest in peace, Brianna Taylor. But um Yeah, I don't I
1: don't know what Brianna Taylor has to, you know, do with Tory <laughs> not really you know, I don't I don't get the correlation, but you know, yeah. I guess uh I guess she's right, you know, there's no justice for Brianna Taylor. But I don't know how those two correlate yeah. She's I think she
0: referred I think she referring to like when Tory Lanez was uh like quiet after the incident took place, he was quiet for a long time on social media. And he came back saying he was marching for Bre- Breonna Brianna Taylor for like uh uh weeks at a time. And uh I don't know if he said like nine days or something like that, but he was he, he said he was marching for Brianna Taylor. So maybe she's uh, referring to that. However, yeah, it is. It still, it still is kind of like weird, um, kind of random. But man, it's dirty, man.
1: Uh, even this goes out to you know Tori or Megan. Like, don't bring her name into all this uh, fuckery that you two got going on. You know. I
0: yeah, I, I definitely see that. I definitely see that point of view. That's a totally different, um, totally different thing. And um, there's no argument that Brianna Taylor's in my in my eyes, in my humble opinion, there's no argument that Brianna Taylor's. Life was uh, taken away, uh, uh, and it was unjust. It was an a, a unjust situation. And in this situation, you know, it's a lot of court of public opinion. Two pop stars accusing one another of, of stuff. Like, yeah, these are two totally different situations. They're incomparable. But um, she said, uh, "Tory Lanez isn't popping." He was just on the "What's Popping" remix. But I mean, let's be clear, Monty. Uh, Tory Lanez is popping. He is hot. as fuck. Yeah, um, he was the.
1: He was one of the hottest. Not even rappers, just personalities, just doing it.
0: He yeah, had the
1: quarantine radio going on. He was uh kind of putting out a lot of features and music too, you know, doing numbers. Yeah. He's still yeah. doing numbers with uh with the beef going on, so I wouldn't say yeah. he's not doing anything extravagant, you know,
0: right? Right, and another thing is like if he wasn't popping, he wouldn't have like hundred, like tens or hundreds of thousands of people out there defending him. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 I always say, like. When somebody with a way bigger fan base comes at you, it's bad if you don't got like a, a fan base yourself to defend you. And that happens sometimes, specifically in the YouTube uh, uh, side of things where like a big channel attacks a small channel. It, it, it gets rough. But in this case, Tory Lanez has a huge fan base that's that's, um, you know, that's up there that, that can defend him and uh, believes his story. And so yeah, I, I think Tory Lanez is hot. But again, it's a diss record. So Megan is doing and saying whatever she can to disrespect Tory Lanez and get her fan base hype. Uh but in terms of the overall taking away from the real inspired events of, of, of real life, what, what what may have happened, um, the diss record itself, it isn't like it it isn't like a top ten disc record of all time or anything like that. Um of yeah, fact, it didn't really music, like, it really shake up the waves, but I would say it's still a good track to me, you know.
1: She, she came mm-hmm. forth because uh-huh. uh, I feel like she did she needed to respond a little bit even if it was just one track because you know Tori kind of came at her too uh, with this album so uh, I guess you know it's uh it's uh, you know yeah. <coughs> her she response track kind of anyway
0: yeah yeah like majority of this album was was talking about that situation so yeah I definitely I'm not mad at her for like coming out defending herself and all of that and uh, as new details come out you know, we'll we'll definitely talk about that. Um, and again, but nah, it's, it's pretty funny fine. though,
1: man. She rapped over the Who Shot You beat from uh Biggie Smalls, <laughs> the title just uh, yeah, is and very... that's why people
0: were disappointed. That's
1: why... What... Mm-hmm.
0: Well, no, I was gonna that's say. The title didn't... is just
1: funny because you know, Who Shot You? because uh, it's like an ironic title,
0: yeah. Well, well, there's two things like people were upset about Who Shot You, like being uh, like they felt like she should have come. Came harder on like a a legendary beat like that, and then the uh, there were some comedians talking about like, but you know who shot you? Like there is no <laughs> like it, like you just said it was it was just ironic because she chose that beat. If if her her uh, story of events is true, then you know who shot you. So like uh, yeah, it's just ironic. As yeah, you said. yeah, she chose um,
1: that beat on purpose, you know, just for that just for that title. You know, it's like a funny in joke type of title. So she definitely chose yeah. that for that reason.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now, um, going into uh, the next topic, Jeezy uh, and, and Gucci Mane appear to squash their beef after the, the, the versus battle, the versus battle of all versus battles, the, the, the end-all, be-all. Like, it doesn't really get bigger than this in terms of, like, hip-hop, in my opinion. Um, we got two people that have a, a storied history. They're, they're Atlanta, they're Atlanta gods, Atlanta rap gods, trap gods, whatever you want to say. Um, both have you know legacies that are illustrious and impeccable um but you people most people never thought they would be in a room together um uh, unless it's like violence unless it's like planned or, or whatever but um in this case gz um offered to do the versus battle as, 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 i don't as know good. though i don't
1: know. I, I... I think uh there there might be bigger some bigger names that might be involved with the versus. You know, if it if it were to happen, I'd feel like uh I think Drake and Connie might be bigger, you know, way bigger. But I don't know, they might be too recent for like a versus type of thing, I guess.
0: Yeah, and I think there's two like I don't know, like I there's a way I want to say this. Um obviously there are bigger names than G Z and Gucci, but I think there's things called like like cultural like cultural impact. And like mm. pop, pop name, mainstream stuff. I think Drake and like Jeezy and Gucci have, have a blood feud and it's a, it, it, they're two Southern rap gods. Like I, I just think the impact is totally, totally different. Um, Like Kanye and Drake, they have their, their beef, but there's, there hasn't really been any like bloodshed. Uh, and, they either of them have never really had the streets in a chokehold. They've had the industry, the billboard charts and stuff like that, but never really had the streets in the chokehold. And um and yeah, that's why I said that's why I said it like that. But 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 I, I see what you're saying though. Like if, if Wayne and Jay-Z, uh, Drake and, and and Yeezy did one, it, it'll definitely uh, break the probably it'll probably break the records in terms of IG Live or wherever it's hosted at. It'll probably do the most numbers out of all of them combined. But in terms of Jeezy and Gucci, like a cultural street impact, I, I just don't, I, I don't know where, what could really uh, top that. Uh, but with that being said, I watched it. I watched all of it. Jeezy uh, used this as a way to have an olive branch because they have been beefing for uh, 15 years straight. Jeezy's um, friend got killed after allegedly sending that friend to go rob Gucci. And Gucci killed that person and um, uh, and, and and beat the case because it was self-defense. Uh and that was back in, like, 2005, uh, 2006. Here we are in 2020. And the versus battle kicks off. And there are two different, you, you could tell, like, right, like, like in the first five to ten minutes, These there's two different outlooks in uh, coming into this. Gucci came in there to be the, the most disrespectful, the most, like, fuck you. Jeezy came in there to do this for, like, the culture, like, like to, to put our records against each other. And then at the, at the end of it, let's perform the one collaboration we did, like, uh, 16 years ago called So Icy because um, they did they G Z and Gucci did do a song together before they started beefing called So Icy and it was a big record and they were both yeah. relati- relatively new Gucci was newer but they were relatively new um,
1: but but it was a it was a more of a friendly fuck you though
0: right as like you know just a friendly competition type of fuck you well no well hold on hold on it started like that but but Gucci even, Gucci even to the at the beginning made a he made his own unique like uh, this is uh, uh, this is Gucci Mane versus Young Jeezy, something, something, something. But the rap game. like he had a, he had like a thirty second like loop of him like, like to intro the the actual battle. Like he specifically went into the studio and made like a round one disc record towards Jeezy. And from the lyrics, the lyrics weren't that mm-hmm. bad. It was just Gucci saying I'm bigger, better, richer, whatever, whatever than than Jeezy. But uh, as it goes along, as it goes along uh uh you know jeezy had before they would play their songs they would give like their speech or whatever like uh, jeezy has some dope intros to like some of his bigger records uh gucci would play more so mixtape stuff like a lot of people would say that jeezy definitely won this one but a lot of people would also say that gucci could have won some of those rounds had he picked uh uh, better songs to like go against some of jeezy's bigger records uh uh, uh, another thing was gucci was talking about um gucci had a strategy because gucci was playing more current hits uh Gucci has a record with Bruno Mars. He's had a more recent record with Drake. Stuff like that. Whereas Jeezy would play older classic records that did mad numbers. So um it, that that was a that was an interesting thing. But like I think Gucci's been on the billboards uh a lot more recently than, than Jeezy has, and that's no disrespect to Jeezy. But Jeezy is coming out. He's used this versus as like a promo for his new album called The Recession 2. So Jeezy could easily be back on the billboard charts, I believe. But regardless though. So, as it's going on, Jeezy's giving speeches about his records, not really disrespecting Gucci. Gucci is, you know, talking about how his, how he has a $10,000 outfit and Jeezy looks like a bum. Like, just stuff like that. But again, you know, shit talking, whatever. But then it gets to, uh, I can't remember the round, but it gets to the point where Gucci plays this disc record called The Truth. Now, if you guys don't know about The Truth, The Truth was a, a, a disc record uh, before before the clone Gucci Mane that everybody looks at as a clone or, you know, jokingly saying that because the physical transformation is like really, I think it's a beautiful- No, I know know you're serious. So he's definitely (laughs) a clone. Come on. But a lot of people said after this versus battle, um, yeah, there's no way that Gucci Mane is a clone. Like people that previously believed that was like, oh, no, I I can see it now. This really is, this really is old Gucci because the old Gucci was coming out in this versus battle. Um, But you played the truth, which is this like, legendary Southern Disreddit, South, South uh, Atlanta disc record towards uh, Jeezy, where he talks about having sex with Jeezy's uh, ex-girlfriend and uh, uh, saying that Jeezy has a little boy complex and how he's, you know, bigger, better, blah, blah, blah. blah. But in that second verse, he goes into killing, he goes in depth about uh, killing Jeezy's uh, best friend, Pookie Loke, and says, uh, go dig your partner up. I bet he can't say shit. So Gucci, you know, he's like, I gave your best friend a grade. Go dig him up and try to get him to say something, but he won't be able to, because I killed him. So people didn't really expect him to play that record, Monty. Because this remember, Jeezy did this as an olive branch. But um, and so people were had their eyes glued to the screen, like, oh my God, what is Jeezy about to do? Because it didn't look like Jeezy expected this. So Jeezy said, Look, you know, you know, he I can't say it like word for word. But long story short, he's like, bro. After the death of King Von, Mo 3, whatever, I did this as an olive branch, bro. This is this is me being a real man. Like we've been beefing for all these years. And who's to say that our beef didn't affect the way uh Mo 3 and King Von and all these rappers set of God's careers? I did this because I was tired of all the young people that came after us dying. So like this is me being a bigger man, you know. Um, and so Gucci got kind of quiet after that. But before Jeezy said that, Gucci was like, even after the song play, he was like, yeah, I killed your partner and we smoking on Pookie Loke tonight. We smoking on Pookie Loke, like just going crazy with the with the disrespect. Like, I killed you. He's like, damn, I killed your best friend. And he said this, after, again, after the song was performed. So it wasn't even just in the song, it was after. And then that's when Jeezy gave a speech like, bro, I'm trying to be the bigger man. He said, fuck everybody in this room. Fuck whoever's watching this. This, this situation is between me and you. Like, can we leave it where it's at? And move on, or or what? And then Gucci was kind of quiet. And then it played out, and then um it calmed down. It calmed down yeah. a lot. So it did reach a fever pitch. And if it was the old Jeezy, there might have been bodies dropped that night. I, I really believe because they both had their entourages. They both had street niggas in the building. But um, there Man, was. I act- respect uh, I, I
1: respect Jeezy though, cause
0: uh, you know, he actually, you know,
1: killed somebody that you were associated with, and and now. Now you got to be the bigger man and kind of put that uh, put the past aside and can't, you know, that takes a lot to, you know, just move on and keep your mind on check.
0: But I guess Gucci
1: was coming from a more of a more competitive or, you know, more of a diss type of track. But I guess, you know, both of them kind of got sidelined. But at least, you know, Jeezy kind of stayed on track, uh, not kind of stayed on message with like, you know, reconcealing the beef, not not letting it go on, you know, past uh, all these years.
0: Yeah, yeah, pretty much, and and I can see where Gucci's coming from too, though. I'm like, because it's like, wait, you sent somebody to come kill me, and I had to kill him, or I would have been dead. So maybe from Gucci and people's point of view, that that, that Rock with Gucci looks at it like, dog, yeah, you can give me the olive branch now, but like, had you had your plan gone the way you it, it could have gone, I wouldn't even be here. And then what? What if what mm. if I let your friend kill me? You know, what I mean, so it's like some people look at it like it's easier to, like, uh, extend the olive branch when you're the one that ex- when you're the one that sent the hitman instead of like had to kill the hitman. So, you know, it, there is that, you know. But that's funny. Can-
1: though. I definitely saw a funny take. Uh, you, do you know Freddie, uh, Freddie Gibbs? He's oh, another. Yeah. Uh, he definitely yeah. has the 50 cent energy. And uh, you see mm-hmm. uh, on the Google Docs, I posted a tweet and, uh, you know, Jeezy and Freddie Gibbs, they have a beef going on, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, uh, yep. <laughs> yeah.
1: and yep. he put out a tweet like, "How how can you let uh, you know, Gucci do do something to your uh, you know to to somebody that you know now you are trying to you know move past on that, <laughs> and it's like a it's like a funny take, but I definitely yeah. I, I definitely think you know Jeezy is trying to be the bigger man, not I, I guess I guess he kind of sees that man uh, being having all this uh, pent up aggression and all this beef inside you is not good for your health, you know you. you you know, everybody's getting older, and you feel like, man, I'm getting older, and I I kind of have to, you know, have to make up for all these, all, all the shit that I've been going through, you know?
0: Yep. Exactly, and um, um, it's funny because, bro, like, there was clips of Jeezy leaving the, the versus battle, because they had an after party afterwards, and bro, Jeezy was moving, like, the Secret Service, Monty, and he even said later on that he was paranoid. He was paranoid. He's like, I ain't gonna lie, I was a little paranoid, so he had, like, uh, security on both sides like choppers like heavy what looks like to be heavy automatic you know weapons and um well, he wasn't taking any chances uh, uh and Gucci I'm, Gucci was well protected as well so they were they were moving like they were moving like heads of state um, and then, <laughs> they still have that you know then,
1: they still have the bad eye on the back of their head you know something might happen
0: exactly exactly and then so th- I saw footage at the after party and every party they were playing music but they weren't in the same section monty let's be clear and they were like <laughs> kind of like they were kind of like statues there was still that energy there but from what i yeah. seen on camera like uh so hopefully hopefully um this is the first step of, of the healing you know hopefully because that will be really big for the culture hopefully it doesn't because this isn't the first time like dj drama tried to like get them to squash it like uh, a decade or not a decade ago uh, maybe like half a decade ago. I don't know, guys, like uh, maybe like 2008, 2009. But I remember DJ Drama trying to get a three-way going and get them to squash the beat. And they agreed. And then it it it, it, it went back to what it was. So... Uh, yeah, I guess uh,
1: a virus uh, is what took them to squash the beat. But
0: you never
1: know, you know. I feel like they still have that, you know, aggression inside them about each other. But I guess they kind of wanted to, you know, for the for the cameras, probably kind of move on from that. Because yeah, you know, yeah. Gucci also has a new image. He's trying to, he's trying to, you know, he's he's trying to put forth like a changed man image. Yeah. And I don't know, I don't, I don't doubt that he's changed. But you know, he's, he he still has a brand to uh, live up to. I feel like that's definitely his yeah. brand, even if it's authentic or not. He definitely wants to do, you know, kind of portray that on screen. Yeah,
0: and I think that's important. I think he's got one of the greatest hip hop transformations of all time. I mean, just physically and mentally Uh, (laughs) i've heard heard him say sorry before bro like like post post prison he said sorry to like he had a little situation with the migos where he said uh when he first met the migos the migos had fake jewelry and stuff and and how he put the migos on and all that and the migos didn't like that they didn't like the fact that he put it out there that they were wearing fake jewelry at uh, at a certain time and um and he apologized for that he apologized to uh uh certain people but there's you know he still is the old Gucci because he still doesn't like Angela Yee <laughs> he still doesn't like DJ mm. he said when he see DJ Envy, he's gonna smack him or some shit like that so so there is you know <laughs> but it takes time we we you know it, it isn't an overnight process to go from you know uh, a, a a savage in the streets to like you know uh uh, a man that's trying to like uh, change and, and be forgiving and all of that stuff. So it, it's, it's not an overnight process, but I still think he's had one of the greatest transformations ever, uh, both physically and mentally. Um, like he looks way more healthier. He isn't doing lean anymore. I think he tried to go vegan or, or vegetarian. I don't know how that's going, but he did try. Um, and so that's very big. Yeah, a man. man I,
1: I definitely remember Gucci with the fat belly, man. That, that was,
0: yeah. that was a, that was an
1: iconic image. they, that definitely. Whenever you think of the old Gucci, that definitely comes to
0: your mind, you know. Mhm. He was one of the most feared feared people in the industry too. People were legit scared of him. Yeah, so, man. He was he was involved in a lot of mess, but
1: yeah, it's good yeah. to see you know move past. He he has moved past all all that and trying to be trying to be good.
0: Yep. Yep. And his wife posted a tweet saying how proud she was of him doing all of that because it can't be easy to forgive somebody that allegedly sent somebody to go kill you. So um yeah man overall I'm happy with uh how things went. It was interesting to see like the people the rappers reacting to it because the rappers definitely pick sides. Twenty one Savage in them, they were definitely making fun of Jeezy. I saw the stream. They were making fun of Jeezy and they were singing every lyric of the of the diss song. Um so I thought that was interesting. Like uh uh some of Gucci Mang's artists was like uh on some like fuck jeezy shit like uh G Z isn't on any level that Gucci's on. Um but that I guess I think be- I think it's just, you know, friendly banter they probably got going on. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. Uh because these are street niggas at the end yeah. of the day. These are street niggas at the end of the day. And uh I, I, I want it to be banter. I really hope that it's just friendly banter. And again, nobody has to hold hands. Gucci and Jeezy ain't gotta hold hands. But as long as no no more blood is being shed, I'm 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 happy with that. They're both legends. And let's just keep it like Let's let's keep it at that. Um yeah, there's that. But uh Freddie Gibbs though, fred you mentioned Freddie Gibbs. Freddie Gibbs is a funny, funny individual. Yeah. He does have that 50 cent type energy. And uh uh on Jeezy's latest album, he did he did this Freddie Gibbs. You know, the story goes that, you know, when Freddie Gibbs was signed to corporate thug thugging entertainment, um, he tried to Jeezy basically said I put a lot of money into Freddie Gibbs and he fucked it up. And and he even accused Freddie Gibbs of fucking up his relationship with Eminem. Cause he tried to get like a, a tr- he tried to get Freddie Gibbs and Eminem on a record and and some things went wrong. This was years ago, uh, and
1: yeah. So there's yeah. There was oh, a- and speaking of Gibbs, man, congrats to him. He just got nominated for a Grammy. That's and crazy. I was thinking we oh, were going to talk about that, but uh, we didn't really, but, you know, I didn't really <clears throat> put forth everything. But yeah, man, uh, I would say on on just a side note, man, Grammys. So uh, this year's it's, it's looking pretty nice, man. They actually. They actually nominated a lot of actual conscious, more you know, lyricists, more rap artists on their rap category, and it's, it's it's not looking too bad this year.
0: Yeah, they've definitely been stepping it up. Like even last last year or the year before, they had J Rock on there, and I was surprised. So, yeah, like, it, it doesn't seem like they're just limiting it to like mainstream rappers anymore. Uh, and they probably been here. They probably got tired of hearing all the criticism about what the Grammys was, which is yeah. Actually, didn't.
1: they they kind of snubbed The Weeknd though. He was he was not nominated for a single single nomination for Ooh. his uh, After Hours album.
0: Oh, and there was a lot of dope records on that, and he has a huge fan base. So, like,
1: yeah, I'm pretty sure. And then, right. yeah, that's the thing I'm seeing. A lot of people are mad at that. It seems yeah. like you know. So when they they fix something, they mess something up.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, it's funny with The Weeknd, just real quick, uh, that he won a Teen's Choice Award, and he made a song talking about that, saying like. I made a. He said I won a team's, a Nick Teen's Choice Award, talking about a bag of blow, like a bag of cocaine. Like (laughs) I can't feel my face because I I did so much cocaine, and he won a Nick Teen's Choice Award. That's that's legendary. Yeah, Uh,
1: it's all about how you portray yourself, or you know how you how you sing it, or you know if it's uh if it's uh you know sugar coated nicely, and people even kids
0: can enjoy it. Oh, that's fact. That's (laughs) fact. Because if you listen to that song, like there's definitely like it's like a. The whole song is a double entendre, right? It can be about a girl, very clever. It can be about yeah. cocaine, yeah, yeah. So shout out to the weekend. He's always been yeah. one of my favorite singers, artists, period. But um, moving on to uh, another legend, another goat. I mean, we we're talking about a lot of legends. Like your favorite, music.
1: man. Your favorite.
0: <laughs> Growing up, Wayne Wayne was definitely my favorite. He he is he is a top five to me. Like he's he's a monster. His work ethic is crazy. But uh, so basically, we got news that um. You know, we know that uh, about a week or two before Trump got beat in the election, uh, Wayne came out and endorsed him. He had a smile from ear to ear with, with a picture with Trump, and he said that uh, Trump has already done so much for, for black people when it comes to criminal justice uh, reform, and uh, and now he's gonna, if he's elected again, he's gonna um, put all the money into the black commu- uh, billions into the black community, yada 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 yada. And uh, you know, people were looking at him sideways for that, and it was very different from what Ice Cube said. You know, so. Uh, what Wayne did was a full out endorsement and um, people, again, people were like, wait, what? Um, and there was theories like, Oh, you know, Biden's tax plans is, is very intimidating and unsettling for, for a lot of rap artists. And then, you know, now that we know that also Wayne is now being charged with a, a, he's, he's facing a charge and he faces up to like 10 years for, for uh, gun possession. And this is a federal case. This isn't like a state case. You know, he brought this gun on a private, private jet a private plane or whatever and so um he got caught with that he faces up to 10 years and it doesn't look particularly good because um he's already done a year for this he got out on good behavior but he 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 got sentenced to a year in new york like a decade ago and now that the feds caught him with another weapon you know it could be looked at like bro you already went to prison for this and you you did it again on a private plane like, it doesn't look good, Monty, because it isn't like a thing where it's like, yeah. I'm ple- I, it's not a thing like, I'm pleading, not guilty, because there's nothing you can plead to. Like, it, it was on you. You claimed it. Like, so now it's just a matter of, like, what his sentence is going to be. um. And since he already had, you know, he was rich when he got caught with it the first time and still did a year. You know, you would think these type of artists would get slaps on the wrist, maybe probation, but no, Wayne already did a year in prison and got caught with one again. And this time it was a custom one. It was like a gold-plated one. Um. So. Yeah, it's not looking good for him, but some may, some may think, like, man, maybe if Trump could have got elected, maybe Trump would have pardoned him. I'm not so sure about that, but that was Yeah, I was going
1: to say that. I was going to say that. <laughs> probably Wayne was thinking, you know, uh, you know, if uh, if I endorse Trump, he might be, you know, help me out with his uh, charges, you know, loosen it up a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's probably more likely that Trump would have helped him out than Biden. I don't really see Biden doing it. Um, but... Uh, it's interesting. It was interesting when it happened because Wayne has never, never really been that politically active. Uh, he did say fuck George Bush back when, but everybody said fuck George Bush. Right. So it's not really, I really wouldn't to <laughs> that political activity, but when Hillary Clinton came, uh, oh, he did endorse Obama, but everybody also endorsed Obama. Um, so, but, but in 2016, um, when Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump ran, uh, to my knowledge, Wayne never said one way or the other who he was voting for. But this time around, he did, and he came out strong with a strong endorsement. Um, But then 50 Cent shook up the internet by saying that Trump's team came to him offering him $1 million to endorse him. And 50 Cent, in so many words, said, get the fuck out of here. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. And the way 50 Cent, then 50 Cent went on to say that he's not he's not sure that Wayne turned down that money um, because Ooh. he's like, Wayne is an icon. I, Wayne's an icon. Wayne does numbers. Some might even say Wayne is more like musically hot than 50 cents is, but 50 cents doesn't put out that much music. Right. So it ain't really a hot, a, a, a controversial thing to say that Wayne musically is hotter than 50 cents. So if Trump did do this to, did offer fifty cent a 50 fifty cent said no. Who is to say that Trump's team didn't go to Little Wayne saying, "Hey, here's one million dollars," just you know? And Wayne came out strong, bro. That endorsement was a big endorsement, and um, and then that brings in questions of integrity, right? Like that means, like, if this is true, your opinion can be bought at that point, and um, you know, integrity is pretty important to people, Monty. I don't know if you know that, bro, but. Integrity is a is a serious thing and Wayne's already rich, right? It ain't like Wayne is uh it ain't like Wayne's ir- irrelevant. It's not like he's a big poppin' rapper of yesteryear. He's still, you know, he you can look at his net worth, his net worth is very healthy. Uh he, he still gets a lot of money, he, he has his own alcohol line and all that. So he isn't really hurting for cash. Um but he did come out in the endorse drunk. And who Knows though, uh, Monty, maybe you said, "No, nah, I won't take the money, but I'll endorse you anyway, because I really do believe you'll help the black community. There is that as well. I gotta say, but I gotta I say, though,
1: man, I know you love, uh I don't know you love Wayne, but I gotta agree with 50 Cent, man. I think he definitely <laughs> took that money, man, because, uh I don't know, sometimes, man, money talks, man. Yeah,
0: yeah, and no matter how rich you are, $1 million is $1 million, right?
1: Yeah, that's a lot of money, man.
0: Just, just for an endorsement? Just for a tweet? I feel like I it could
1: be an amalgamation of everything because, you know, he probably saw that, you know, Trump could definitely help him with uh, possession charges or also, you know, he definitely probably likes uh, Trump's ta- tax plan over Biden. So also Wayne, yeah. I definitely think he's a uh, kind of a, has a Republican side to him because, you know, uh, he, he definitely spoke out against kind of the Black Lives Matter movement a couple of years ago. If you, if, you, if you saw one of the clips, he had a, he didn't really have too many positive things to say about you know the the black lives matter movement and kind of the all the all the things that are going on so I definitely believe That's
0: it I, I I agree with that um he has not he has said cringy things in the past let's just be honest um, yeah
1: but let's not forget though man. man Wayne he from a young age he he kinda he kind of lived at a different lifestyle you know he definitely has, he definitely does not relate. Probably does not relate to a lot of the downtrodden people that's that are out there right now. So I definitely I definitely get his mentality. I can't that's I can't blame fact, him.
0: Bro. He went platinum at like twelve. He went platinum at twelve, and I mean he 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 tried to go to public school. He even tried to go to uh, college school, but he was too famous or whatever. But uh, he he's talked about going to high school in like a bins and stuff like that. So yeah, there might be some out of touchness going on, right? So yeah. I don't I don't I don't come down too hard on him. He's still a goat or whatever. And um, I'm one of those people, depending on what it is, I can separate the person's ideology a lot of the times from um work, their art or yeah. whatever. Um, and Wayne just Yeah, you're separately. a product
1: of your environment, man.
0: Yeah, exactly. So um yeah, but if there's any updates on that, if there's any proof that comes out that Wayne definitely took the one million dollars or whatever, um yeah, there's gonna be conversations about um, integrity and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, I think
1: uh, Little Pump uh, took the same deal too because uh, I I don't doubt it. Probably Trump reached out to as many rappers he could and try to yeah. get him to, to endorse him to you know prop up himself as you know as a black good leader for the black folks. But <laughs> I guess you know only only two people or three people just uh, decided to. All right, I I'll endorse you. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, and um. Yeah, Lil Pump just came off incredibly desperate. Like, he hasn't he hasn't been putting up the same numbers. J Cole, who's a prophet to me, J Cole predicts a lot of this shit, bro. He 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 criticized Kanye before Kanye when and said slavery was a choice. Uh, he, he he talked about Lil Pump saying like, "Hey, yeah, you're doing okay now, but like, what about next year? What about 2019 or 2018?" Um, and and Lil Pump's numbers have definitely faltered. and and people aren't really talking about him him anymore. Um, yeah.
1: And he wasn't even registered to vote, man.
0: That's what I read. So he yeah, couldn't yeah. even
1: vote for Trump if he wanted to.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to be honest, though, integrity is never something I thought of when I talked about Little Pump. <laughs> yeah, so it, yeah, wasn't, yeah. Like, it wasn't a surprise. And I don't think it hurt anybody's feelings personally uh, or anything like that. I, or maybe I like the
1: imagined. two or three white kids uh, who love Little Pump. Yeah, They probably said, oh, my God, man, I can't listen yeah, to him anymore. Yeah. Even, though, <laughs> even though he, he has a... He has a pretty shitty history, not just for this Trump endorsement. So Yeah, yeah.
0: bro. Hey, and circling back to King Vine and Lil' Dirk, they got a song called All These Niggas. And uh like they basically diss Lil Pump by saying, like, don't don't play little don't don't play Lil Pump while we're in the car. That's in so many words, that's what they said. Don't ever play little pump when we're in the car. Cause like he doesn't we don't relate to that. Like yeah, I guess here. he's
1: not. He does not belong to the streets either. You know, he just exactly. uh, he's just a grifter, pretty much, just a fake. That's what I. That's what I don't like, man. You know, you know, I'm not a big fan of all the street shit either. You know, all the beef. But uh, what I what I hate even more is somebody that just that that just fucking fakes that shit. You know, just puts up a front. That's even worse.
0: Yeah, because at least at least when it comes to the streets As street artists, there's authenticity there. You know, they they come from that. With Lil Pump, there's no real authentic vibe I get from him. The only authentic part of it is uh the the drug usage, the drug abuse.
1: Or that he went to Harvard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and that worked for him back then. The the memes and yeah. you know, all that that worked for him back then. But you That's know,
1: Harvard. memes they don't last too long. They people get tired. Like you know, once you're old meme, uh, you're not relevant
0: anymore. Yeah, yeah, you're a dead meme. You, you end up on shoot. Uh, there's a meme about PewDiePie bringing up memes on his channel, and they say once a meme makes it to PewDiePie's channel, it's dead. It's gone already. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, yeah. But yeah, man. So going going forward though, um, Wayne, uh, there there was a there was another uh, headline about Wayne where he said something to the effect of like he likes to record by himself in the studio. He doesn't like people in the studio with him, um, and yeah, that, that's that's pretty much what it is. That was pretty much the headline. He goes to the studio by himself now, um, which is a difference. That that is a change with Wayne, because you can look at Wayne footage. Wayne has Wayne has enjoyed recording uh, in the studio with with his friends near him or around. He'll even and shout them out. And like a lot of his mixtape songs, he'll say, "Oh, I got Mack in here with me. I got Twist in here with me." Um, so I don't know when that that change has happened, but um, yeah, I guess it's just a different vibe. Man,
1: um, I'm kind of about to go go a little deep, but uh, okay. you know, okay. I think uh, you know, Little Wayne. I feel mm-hmm. like he's he's a very lonely person right now, cause
0: uh, mm. and, you know,
1: not not in a shade way, but I feel like I, I really feel for him in a way, cause uh, you know, he's he's getting pretty old, and I don't think he's seeing anybody or as has any has any close family with him, like all the all around him all the time. Plus. Uh, you know, he also talks about that he really doesn't keep up with the industry people. He really does not know who's popping right now. You know, he does not really keep up yeah. with anything. And you know, he 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 also has a really dark past, and we're not gonna go over that. And I feel like yeah. also nobody can really relate to little uh, Little Wayne. I mean, you know, he has a he he he's at a different level when it comes to money with everything. And I feel like yeah. man, then, he definitely feels lonely
0: in a in a mental state. I, I can see that, you know. Uh I can see Wayne being in a lonely position and that's why it's super important uh to have grounded people around you. around him, right? Like Drake is an example of somebody that's at the top and the top is very lonely just by uh by its very nature. But uh Drake has Oliver, forty, a lot of people that he had before people even uh acknowledged him as a rapper. Um and I think from what I understand that's the key. Um but yeah, Monty that that, that's probably a solid take. I, I, that wouldn't surprise me if Wayne Wayne's just in a at a very lonely point right now and and can't really relate or maybe not feel that un- he may not feel um, understood by anybody. Um, because again, he used to have people in the studio when he recorded, but um, yeah, that's that's an interesting. Hopefully, he's take. okay, hope man.
1: Because I- you know, with COVID too, everything's locked down and it's very.
0: He, obviously, uh, yeah.
1: he has a big house. He probably I think he also has a. Uh, and fucking skate park in his uh in his uh in his house, so he's probably yeah. doing okay. But I don't know how he's doing when it comes to, you know, having companionship and all that because it's very hard. You yeah, know, that's you true. can't that's it, true. It can't entertain you all the money and all the shit that you own. It can't really entertain you
0: all the time. That's true. That's true. There's nothing like there's nothing like uh, we're we're social humans are social creatures. We need people to talk to, be around to feel okay there's been studies after studies that suggest that we do not do very well in isolation and COVID will of course exacerbate uh like if you're already like that or living like that it will just exacerbate your isolation and uh yeah man I hope he's all right I hope Monty I hope what you said isn't true but there's just based on what we can speculate on that 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 does seem pretty on point um yeah man so hopefully he's all right hopefully um he's he's taking care of himself and his health because obviously we know about the lean and all of that shit. We know that he's had seizures before, stuff like that. So uh, I hope he's taking care of himself. But um, moving on, um, Denzel Curry. Um, First off, Ronti, what do you know about Denzel Curry? I
1: would say he's actually in my top five current best, uh, my favorite artist, I would say. Top five.
0: Top five favorite artists right now? (laughs) Yeah,
1: man. I I think I don't think I've disliked uh, You know, I think I have disliked any any shit he has put out. Almost probably like ninety five percent.
0: I I, I fuck with or whatever he has put out. That's crazy. That's that's crazy in a good way. Don't hey guys, don't don't take my like wait top five as like a a slight to Denzel Curry. (laughs) Um, Not at all because I've heard I've heard some of Denzel Curry's music. He's very uh he's unique. He has a uh, uh, substance in his music. He has social. Uh, I've heard some socially conscious records. I've heard some uh, um hype, you know, bass heavy records from Denzel Curry. Exactly. I'm not, I'm not overly familiar with his catalog, but I've never heard a Denzel Curry record and felt like, oh, this is generic or this is this is uh, uh, uninspired, uninspired. Yeah, he's guy. he's very versatile, man. He he could go deep. He could go
1: hype. He could play yeah. his shit in the car. You could uh, you know try to start thinking deep about deep shit. Where you listen to it, man? He could also do like metal man he, he did a cover of I think uh one, one of a one of a really popular song oh yeah rage against the
0: machines cover and man he fucking killed that shit damn okay yeah I know he has a a, a diverse music palette like his tastes range from like uh rap to like rock like yeah yeah and I respect it I like that
1: um yeah he's also a cool dude too if you I saw some of his interviews man he's all he's into a lot of nerdy shit too man a <laughs> lot into comic books just like uh you know just like a lot of people that you like the you know megan the stallion she's into like anime and shit he's pretty
0: he's he's all around all around good dude man yeah 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 definitely definitely um now with that being said before we get into like this tape we had uh what's your favorite project by him because he has a catalog, so.
1: Yeah, I would say that's kind of hard, but because I think Imperial was really, really, really good. Okay, uh, I definitely have to. I definitely have to because his recent one, his recent one was, oh, was fucking fire too. Because uh, it's very hard, man. But I have to go with Imperial, his 2016 album, which uh, which was okay. kind of the one that kind of put me on on Denzel Curry. Because I don't think I I disliked single single song from that album. But his recent okay. album was really good, too. Zoo, uh, Zoo and Taboo were really good, also.
0: Got you. Got you. Okay. And he's somebody that comes from uh, uh, Florida, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. 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 But, um, okay. So, tell me about this take he had, Monty. I want you to lead on this.
1: <laughs> this is pretty interesting, because uh, I think I, I might relate a little bit to... He had a lot of tweets. You could pull him up. Uh there's a lot of tweets linked to it. And I think okay. he he had a lot of takes where it seems like he's kinda tired of the industry. And uh he's kinda he's he kinda sees himself as that that people are not really respecting and, and respecting him in the rap game. And that kind of has made him start to hate rap in a way. And he's he's really he, he really seems frustrated, man. You could definitely definitely do the honors of you know uh of uh, reading some of the tweets because it has some you know vulgar language that you know that that you might be able to pronounce better
0: i got you i got you i got you so uh one of the tweets i'm on the i'm on the uh reddit the hip-hop heads reddit it says denzel curry goes off filter on twitter and says he hates rapping and feels unappreciated thinks about disappearing and some of the quotes are uh this music industry is bullshit. I got to play a stupid game for me to succeed. It's not about the music anymore. If it was, you'll hear a balance of conscious rap along with everything else being played today. Uh, I hate rapping. I watched my hobby that I did in my room. Be- Hold on. Yeah, I hate rapping. I watched my hobby that I did in my room become something I can't even enjoy anymore because everyone has an opinion. Um, how many years I have to do to get, like how many years I have to do to get the respect I deserve? Uh, everyone else failed to recognize my genius and influence. <laughs> <to get> me. <laughs> oh shit, he's talking his shit. On. A yeah, I gotta say some
1: parts some parts I think he's going a little overboard, but yeah, obviously yeah. I get his frustration.
0: We got like a Kanye vibe a little bit on that <laughs> Yeah, thing. that's but what I, I got too. Um people can't say people can't say how they really feel when it comes to hold on. People can't say how they really feel when it comes down to my work and quite frankly i feel unappreciated a lot and i'm sick of it um interviews only talk to me about jai's life jai being uh xxx Tentacion. bro if they really wanted to know him they should have asked him when he was here to actually speak for himself oh okay okay yeah because I, I i i am aware that um him and uh xxx xxx was pretty close right so, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I think like uh
1: you know they came up uh, together a little bit before uh before you know they're they're both from Florida, so it makes sense,
0: yeah, you said, um, uh, I live in an era where you make a few good songs, you die, then become a legend, in that case, fuck being legendary um I'm going to make I'm going to make bad music so you can understand how much work it is making good music. I'm mm-hmm. just going to disappear from y'all ass and do what the fuck I wanna do and say what I wanna say, um. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he, he that was that, that qualifies as a rant, a very uh frustrated if I had to wrap all of that up, I would say, like you said, frustration. Um uh, but especially the, I think uh the main
1: frustration is probably the music industry and you know all these fucking labels and shit. That's probably also puts a lot of pressure on you to put out, you know, music all the time that's and also sell and uh, you have to put out an image and you know it's you gotta market yourself and they pretty much take probably not even have probably probably 80 percent of the money too so it's like yeah well what are you yeah. doing this shit for i
0: i see that i see that but i do want to make it clear that like at the level he's at and all the love that i've heard him get that is a blessing relative to all the people that work hard as well that can't even get 10 fans to listen to their shit
1: yeah um yeah. See, that's and where I, the balance comes in, man. That's where the balance comes in. You gotta start
0: looking at the positive when you start to focus on too many of the negatives. Yeah, bro, because J. Cole put out a, a song called False Prophets um years ago. And half of that was about Kanye. The other half I think if I if I remember correctly was about Wale. Because Wale had a lot of these same complaints. Now Wale is somebody that's had billboard success, uh, but he wanted he wanted to be recognized as like top tier. He wanted to be in the Drake Kendrick. Cole conversation and j cole's point was like bro look at the look at the level you're already at though like like please appreciate that like because you're you make good music you do this you do that you don't have to 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 rank and, and and all of that like yeah. he understands being uh dissatisfied you can be dissatisfied however i don't know man because i like in my in my in, in my time coming up half of these rants would inspire me like it, it would inspire me and, it, it would, you know, it will remove the curtains, remove the veil and, and let you peek into the minds of some artists that you like. But on the, other, on the other hand, it might be a lot of these rants, just retrospectively looking, might have been better said, like to a friend privately, a therapist or something like that, because it can come off as if like you're unappreciative of, of what you've already done. Like Denzel has done some remarkable uh, things, remarkable numbers. Uh, in terms of him consistently being asked about XXXTentacion, um, I could see that, that being a bummer. Like I, I could see that being a bummer, but I mean, there's artists that stop doing interviews for a long time. If like, like, uh, the weekend, he just, he just doesn't even do them. Like you can say, you can say no to interviews. You can just not do them. Um, yeah. and, and, and just have like a direct connection with the fans that really like love your shit. Uh, but yeah I, I i get it though he, he's he's just an artist in frustration when he says uh everyone else fails to recognize my genius and influence but you yeah that's kind
1: of that might be too much because hey not everybody can be michael jordan sometimes you know you got to be content being uh scotty pippen which uh, is no <laughs> dish to him you know that's
0: like another great spot to be in exactly scotty pippen is recognized as like a top 50 player of all time like like um it is what it is but um when you say everyone fails to recognize my genius and influence, and that may be true, Denzel has influenced people. Uh, and, and there's some music that you can recognize. It's like, oh, that's some genius stuff he did right there. But that's what's going to like take away that that line right there is going to take away from all the other valid points he may have made. Because now it looks like to a lot of other people on the outside looking at, oh, you're being you're being a baby. You're being uh, you're you're being entitled. You're coming off very entitled right now. And, and, yeah. and so that's my, like, I don't know, my hate and love relationship with rents. Because in rents, a lot of times good points can be made, but there'll be some things said uh, uh, amongst that that takes away from, from the good points that are being said. And, um, yeah, man, but... I think he's, uh, he,
1: he might be, you know, that's another, another thing with COVID is probably a lot of self-reflection going on because you're by yourself a lot and you start to probably focus on the
0: negative thoughts in your head yeah man yeah because um and i think i told you about this already but just real quick uh a guy that used to go by modern war negro and then he goes about the black oh yeah man yeah you definitely
1: i definitely follow followed up on your uh when you talked about that because i definitely seen that video and man that was an emotional video (laughs) i did not expect that from him
0: for the guys that don't know a black hookah is a, a youtuber that talks about games and he does like skits and parodies and stuff. And he broke down on camera talking about, like, even though he makes $30,000, 40000 a month, he feels very lonely. He talked about how his siblings hate him and he doesn't know why. He talked about how selfish he's been with his wife and stuff like that. It was, it was, it was very sad to, sad to watch. And I only bring it up because of Monty's point. Like, COVID, uh, I don't know, when people just get some time to themselves, when, 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 when there ain't too much to do, you're forced to, like, get inside of your head. And that can be a very dangerous, nasty place, depending on who you are. And uh, Denzel might be might might have been in a place where he had um, a little bit too much time to himself, possibly, and um, did some did some thinking, there's some introspection. Yeah. In one event with the results. You know,
1: yeah, you you know how I say, you know, stay off Twitter. Uh, I think I might have to look at it more of the positive side of it, because this definitely feels like a therapy to him. You know, he definitely needed to get this out. Because uh, if you if you keep some some of this shit in. I feel yeah. like that kind of makes it worse. So I, I think Twitter is a positive in that field.
0: Yeah, 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 there's there's that. And then there's things that he said that were, like, kind of contradictory, like, uh, I'm going to make bad music so you can understand how much work it is making good music. And then he also threatens to disappear, period. Mm. I'm going to disappear from y'all. Um, I definitely so, get
1: that. I definitely I definitely feel him relate to yeah. that.
0: And, and disappearing can be good. Uh, it's just better sometimes to just do it and not, like, announce it, because then it will force people to miss you, Uh, uh other than just saying, oh, that was fast, because people do that, <laughs> like, when a, yeah. when a content creator says, oh, I'm leaving, I'm disappearing, and, you know, has, like, a like a anger fit on Twitter or social media, they'll just make fun of them when they come back, and, uh yeah, man, so.
1: Yeah, and he says he's going to make me, uh, bad music from now on, this might be just, you know, just he's just goofing off. But, uh, hey, if if all his music starts sounding trash from now on, uh, (laughs) we might go back to that, too, you know?
0: Yeah, I think we'll know why. I think we'll know why. There's an interesting video uh, about Earl the Sweatshirt, you know, the legend from uh, Odd Future. And there's a video called uh, How Earl the Sweatshirt Sabotaged His Career on Purpose. And uh, you guys might want to check that out if you care about Earl the Sweatshirt. Uh, Somebody that's looked at as a lyrical guy. And um, the video asserts... uh, Asserts the theory that Earl the Sweatshirt did basically what Denzel Curry is threatening to do, which is just make unlistenable music. Um, but uh, we can we can go more in depth on that at another time. But yeah, guys, just if you if you want to check out a, a video uh, that has a you know I think it's I think it's well substantiated. Uh, um, it's called again once again how the, how how Earl the Sweatshirt sabotaged his career on purpose. And I know that's a wild title, but check it out if uh, if you want to see somebody that may have gone through with what Denzel Curry is threatening to do, which is make bad music.
1: Yeah. Well, speaking of that, though, there's another kind of related topic. Uh, that's, uh, that, that, that article that I saw from pitchfork, which was pretty, pretty interesting. Uh, So the title is, uh, excessive branding ventures are killing hip hop. Soul." so what do you get there just from the title?
0: Excessive branding ventures are killing hip hop. soul. um, that's an interesting take. I don't think it's killing hip hop soul. I think it's um bro, people at the end of the day, Monty, rapper we gotta eat, man. Rappers gotta eat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and, that's, that's true. Uh, it's just another money venture. Like, nobody wants to just like Jay Z showed that like rappers can be more than just rappers. And a lot of times, bro, like what happens when that rapper is no longer as hot as he once was? And and now that he hasn't had to took, took advantage of sponsorships and other uh endeavors, now he's just financially fucked over and might have to put up a GoFundMe or something like i don't know man i I'm, I'm always for artists branding themselves in whatever way they can now i will go back to what drake said years ago where he said that there's been big money offers that he turned down because it just it uh it didn't mesh well with his brain like he put he puts thought into like these ventures he does so you know that he has his nike deal and all of that um and he put out that music video with Lil dirk where it was basically a Nike commercial. There was Nike stuff everywhere, but the music. I don't think the music suffered for it. I still think the video was pretty nice. Um. So, just by the title, Monty, I'll let you elaborate. Just yeah, yeah, title, I was gonna say yeah. There's a way. There, there's a way. I think there's a way to brand and, and take sponsorships without um without quote unquote killing the soul of 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 hip hop. I I think of Travis Scott and McDonald's because that pissed a lot of people off. The Travis Scott and McDonald's deal it pissed a lot of people off, but um. I listen to some of Travis Scott's music, and so far I haven't heard anything that that took away from the music. Yes, looking at the music video, it might be annoying seeing certain. Uh, I mean, just in general, it might be annoying seeing your favorite artists have like these these symbols, these the, uh, uh, the McDonald's or Nike symbols or whatever. But if it doesn't take away from the music, you know, then I'm not mad at it as of right now. But yeah, uh, my go ahead.
1: But yeah, this kind of this article that more reflects on more of the more of the popular artists or just, you know, just just brand people like, you know, Travis Scott or uh, Sway Lee or just more more of the bigger people, not the probably not the mid mid tier rappers that, you know, they kind of they kind of, you know, they kind of turn become commercialized where they started to take on so many brands and try to link up with so many just make music just for these brands, and it just—I can't—I can't lie, man. It kind of definitely makes me feel that there's a there's a there's a part of you that kind of becomes inauthentic, you know. That that's like, man, this this not the same music that if you're a fan of Travis Scott, like yeah. it's not the same same type of uh, Travis Scott that I was listening to a couple years ago, you know.
0: Um, but monty like, like it depends on the art. Like, if Absol started doing it, that would be alarming to me, right? Cause his content spoke against speaks against like conspiracy theories and big corporations and certain things like that. But has like, I've listened to uh, earlier, Travis Scott has anything in Travis Scott's music or catalog or vibe contradicted his new moves of today. Like, like what, what's, what is taken away from, from, from it? Like, cause I can't really tell. Outside yeah. of the, the See, being that's, you're
1: definitely right, man. You're definitely right.
0: But I feel like it's more
1: of uh, not, not, it doesn't come from a, like a logical standpoint, you know, it's more of a, like a gut feeling that you ah. get, that you might listen to a rapper or like artist That's like, yo, this is not the same, you know, this is like a gut feeling, even though logically it makes sense. They would go this, this route. But then you started thinking, man, this, this is, this is not the vibe that I signed out for, you know, you, you might still like the music.
0: But yeah, you yeah. deep
1: inside you that that still has that part that's like, man, it's it not the not same because it's, it's too like, it's too corpora- corporate corporate uh, it's too corporate or you know too commercialized and it's just not the same.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I, now 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 I see what you're saying. So it's like, it feels like it takes away from the organic vibe and it, it comes off more like a cash grab. Like, yeah. Like um.
1: Okay. Yeah
0: also, yeah. also,
1: also, I feel like once you go start making a lot of commercials or just not oh, just commercials, just. Making a lot of brand brand type deals or music related to that, I feel like a lot of your fan base probably start to think, "Yo, man, uh, you know, you're not you're not cool anymore." You know that side of things, or yeah, he's he's gone, he's gotten too popular. You know, I, I feel like everybody, all of us have a have a thing inside of us that says, "Yo," because uh, you know everybody inside of us has a more of a hipster 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 side of us that yeah. that goes like, "Yo, <laughs> I, I miss the old." old uh, Travis Scott or old this, uh, this person, that person. I feel I like we all have that, even even if it, it depends on how how big uh, that side of the things
0: is, you know? That makes a lot of sense, yeah. I'm feeling So, yeah, I mean, I get it. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think of, about if I'm like annoyed by it, but I guess the artist that I enjoy the most, it doesn't like, <clears throat> like I love Kendrick as,
1: you know, yeah I was thinking that in my mind also. I was trying to think yeah. Does uh Kendrick's uh you know involvement with brands kind of make me not enjoy him as I would like to be like you know one hundred percent but yeah. I don't really see Kendrick really he's not really he does not really put it out there as much you know he he does it really cleverly where you know mm-hmm. it's it's more it feels authentic. I feel like yeah. there's art to doing it too.
0: There's definitely an art in a way to do it to where it doesn't come off like like a cash grab. Uh, J Cole, Monty, if I'm not mistaken, bro, are you not the biggest J Cole fan?
1: Oh no, yeah, I'm definitely a J Cole fan. Why would you think that?
0: Oh, okay, okay. Well, I I remember like talking to you about the 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 last two records that he came out with. I don't. Oh. Think... Yeah. yeah,
1: I'm definitely not. Uh, I, you know, J Cole is still one of my favorites, but I'm definitely not. I definitely want an album from him, not just singles.
0: Uh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah, well, something like that. I don't think we ever have to worry about from J. Cole. <laughs> like, to be honest, he just people call him homeless, bro. People say he's a homeless-looking rapper. Uh, hey, it re- that, it
1: makes me respect him more. The 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 image that he puts out. You yeah,
0: know, it mean, might
1: you know, be it might be his branding too to be looking like that to seem like he's you no, know, he does not live for the live for the money. Pretty much that might be an image too, but I guess it's working. It, it is
0: working. If I mean, it is,
1: put- if it, it is, but I feel like you know J. Cole he never really gave me a gave me a, like a reason to think it's not it's, uh, that it's uh, it's in a in a, inauthentic you know
0: right 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 yeah so i guess it, it hasn't affected me too much because the artists i listen to don't it doesn't really um I, like my favorites anyway cuz i listen to a lot of artists uh it hasn't it hasn't gotten to them however i might relate more if it does start happening with them um but just understand that i, I Monty, when you put it like you put it i, I understand that. like I, I can i i get it i get it yeah, um,
1: yeah, especially like the title, you know, it says like our branding ventures or, you know, the commercialization of hip hop killing hip hop soul. I feel like soul is like you can't really put, think of it. You know, soul is different than thinking logically or, you know, thinking more more of a yeah. with, with logic. I feel like soul is it's, it's just a feeling that you get.
0: Yeah, it's more spiritual. It's more. Yeah, yeah, yeah I get that. Yeah. um, But we just got to realize, man, hip hop soul is it's um it's a very abstract thing it's really hard to like describe and and the commercialization of certain artists itself i don't think the, i don't think it uh hurts the overall soul of hip hop cuz hip hop is so big with so many subgenres and um yeah i think it, i think it would have to be a bigger threat like i think it had to be ha- it would have be ha- it would have to happen with all the biggest artists of every hip hop subgenre to where i start thinking like bro i think i'm concerned about the about the soul of hip hop but if it's more so just the Travises and, and certain artists in that area or just super mainstream uh i think hip hop soul is doing uh just fine to be to be honest but again i can i can relate to the plight uh, or i understand the plight i haven't i can't relate to it the, as much as they do but I, I understand the plight um
1: yeah it feels but, like that because it's it's the like the most popular genre worldwide so yeah, yeah. you would expect you know corporate corporations and brands to be involved with that so mm-hmm. i definitely feel the the dimming of hip hop soul a little bit but you know i think it's still alive definitely
0: yeah definitely definitely um so next topic kind of goes goes uh a little bit on the darker side of things and i just found this out like right like like 1 minute before we record press record uh 21 savage brother was killed in the uk oh uh, yeah. was was one that you told me monty and um that shocked me. I mean we we, we know that uh <clears throat> we know that the baby's brother recently uh committed suicide and uh that was sad. Um yeah bro it just seems like it seems like the, the news of like these tragic happenings just does not have time to like you don't have time to like process it at all. Every because, week, like, man, the there's something
1: brother, there's something, uh, somebody yeah, getting man. killed or shot or something.
0: Yeah, so 21 savage brother supposedly killed in the UK um I'm 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 reading again from the hip-hop heads reddit and that's what the headline says so um somebody said I know this is not the best source but the person who has supposedly who has been supposedly killed is uh followed by 21 and the post mentions the Emmons family which is the last name of 21's dad update confirmation uh, update confirmation from 21 Savage. I'm now clicking on that uh confirmation. 21 Savage. Can't believe somebody took you, baby bro. I know I took my anger out on you. I wish I could take that shit, but oh, damn, fuck, bro. Oh, so there. Were, damn, bro. Like my mom used to always tell me about this. Like, don't go, don't don't let the sun go down without making amends with who you love because you may never see them again. And based off that caption, this is a live reaction, y'all. Uh, based off that caption, it seems like. 21 Savage never got to say, I'm sorry, or like squash whatever he needed to squash.
1: That can't really so eat brother,
0: up at you, man. Yeah, his younger brother. It's baby brother. Um, yeah, man, I'm sad to hear that. So we don't really know any details right now. Outside of this 21 Savage post, uh, it seems that he's been killed, which is a brutal way to go. Um, and UK, man, we
1: can't, yeah, we tend to forget that UK is not like a pretty place either, man. UK definitely has a lot of, a lot of violence going on, too.
0: Facts: violence, uh, gangs, uh, acid attacks, uh, stabbings. Um, yeah, man, and 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 some gun, some gun violence. Nowhere near on the level of uh, America, but it's still dirty. Over, it's still not. Na- it gets nasty. It gets dirty over there. And um, yeah, man, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, Twenty one Savage brother got got killed. That's that's horrible. Um, and I it's know it's crazy,
1: man. I think every episode we have done, there was somebody somebody. Or, you know, we we had a topic that had to deal with some someone getting shot or killed or something, man. And, and it's sad. It's like a weekly segment at this point.
0: Yeah. And it's like every time I don't know what to like say outside of the same thing. Like, this is tragic and it happened and it's in hip hop. Like, it's and this we don't have any details at all. All we know is that somebody yet again has passed. And uh, um, one thing I don't like, though, is the people that are claiming that these type of things are sacrifices uh we'll we i mean this episode's already going long enough and uh but at some point nah, go
1: I, into it man i definitely want to hear what you got to say about that
0: i just really got it i really want to like take the time to go into this whole like illuminati thing because um mentally uh like humans minds are trained to see patterns when they see too many patterns they want to call it something uh, um also and- also when you when you see something that
1: that you can just believe like, yo, this, this can't be possible because it seems so unbelievable. Then you start to think there might be some other forces that that's related to it, you know, or behind it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. I just think it's, I think it's uber insensitive. I think it's, it's, nas- it's, it's sensitive to the people that have passed away. And, uh, there's way other, like, there's more probable reasons that somebody may have died way before you get to like this sinister cabal that, that are like uh pulling strings and moving uh chess pieces and stuff like that like uh King Von was really involved with instant street shit this wasn't a sacrifice because he King Von's d- death does not there's no evidence to suggest that King Von was a sacrifice because Little Durk did a song with Drake cuz people said that Oh, for Lil Durk to get a number one with Drake, you know, somebody had to die. Like that's that's silly. There's no evidence. All I'm saying is like, bro, like where's the evidence? And there's so many other likely and probable things, plausible things that could that could be the cause of some of these things than that. It's like um I think Neil uh Neil Neil Tyson said um that it's an argument from ignorance. Now he did use this more so in the argument that there's a God or whatever. So, you know, if we can't explain some something happening, like a phenomenon, people will say, Oh, it's God or something like that. But taking that and going into this situation where it's like oh we can't explain how or exactly we don't know all the details so let's just say uh the illuminati did it let's just say the illuminati did it. um and i don't know that's
1: you kind of you know, have to question me. them like yo uh how like uh how did this happen how did that happen to kind of yeah. you know make them realize yo, this this is not really true because if you tell them uh, outright uh what really happens they're not they're not gonna believe you they're gonna incline to be even more disagree they there's going to be even more disagreement when you try to put the real fact on their face so you have to be really yeah. clever how you
0: dismantle their their belief
1: and Masi, that's why I said
0: oh for one episode I really want to get into that and you know come with a, 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 a an approach um come with with certain evidence but find a way to really like explain myself because right now to some uh, to the people that believe that, they might say, "Oh, you're just a sheep, right?" That's the quickest thing they say when when somebody disagrees with that. Oh, you're a sheep. You uh, uh you, you took the blue pill, you didn't take the red pill.
1: Yeah, I uh, can't take that shit serious, man. At this point, that shit is a meme. When you call somebody a sheep, or you know, the blue pill, red pill shit.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So um, um, and it's infested a lot of different communities, not just not just the hip hop community. Uh, there's the pickup artist community. There's the the, the whole simp thing, where it's like, oh, you're you're uh, you you're a simp that hasn't took the red pill yet. But that's a whole other thing. Right? We'll 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 talk about it at uh, another time. But um,
1: yeah, I guess speaking on into- that though, I think uh, you know a lot of these uh, a lot of these violence in hip hop or just in general has given rise to a lot of a lot of YouTubers or grifters or people or psychics, and people mm. who are just spiritual spiritual readers, quote unquote. That are kind of kind of making a lot of money uh, out of all this shit, all the craziness, man. What do you think
0: about that? Um, yeah, bro, that's like, psych- listen, I was just showing somebody, um, I was just showing somebody this compilation of like psychics that got caught, like in their lives, right? It's it's, it's called like psychics embarrassingly exposed. I think it was like a seventeen minute video, and it showed all the times uh, a psychic would would say something concerning death and saying, uh, telling the family, um. Uh, how somebody may have died or whatever let's say a family goes to a psychic and their daughter's been missing for like five years and the psychic will say oh well she was killed or or she was raped or she drowned and then and then the the person that was missing wasn't even killed they were alive and then that person then confront uh, uh in one of the situations the person then confronts the psychic like you said i was dead and the psychic always says some shit like oh i think uh my connection with the app, my, my spiritual connection was cloudy this uh, that day. Or I'm glad you're alive. I, I it must have be it must have been a message from another person from the afterlife. It's always some bullshit ass excuse. Now going bringing it back to hip hop. Um, and I want to let you guys know like I, I have a bad taste in my mouth because like just imagine a person that has to like that that will lie to a family saying like oh the person you're looking for for the last three years they're dead already or they've been raped they've been killed. That's disgusting uh, especially especially when that family believes it the family lose a lot of in, in a lot of these situations the mother loses all hope that they will ever find their uh child again because a psychic who they believe has spiritual authority told them that that, that person's gone um and then you got I also want to I don't want to know I, a part of me wants to say you know sometimes
1: set these people up these psychics and actually you know catch them in a lie where you kind of you kind of set up where somebody's dead but they're not—they're really not dead, and you bring them out once they fucking once you catch them in their lie, you know.
0: Yeah, bro. Yeah. Um. Uh, or or there's some psychics that try to speak for the dead, like they will act like the that person is possessing them temporarily. That happened with uh, uh my mother. My mother uh died. Rest in peace to her. And the pastor that did her funeral was trying to say that oh. Uh, your uh, Melinda right now is telling me to tell y'all to get y'all lives together. or You're going to hell, or just some crazy stuff that I know my mother would never say. And, yeah, uh, if you're gullible, just, man, that
1: just, that could definitely like you know, shook you at your core. But uh, if you if you pick yeah. up like like you know all these bullshit people, and that's very disrespectful. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you definitely know that shit yeah. that should you, you should not be able to do that.
0: Yeah, and so I say all that as a pretext to like um. You know, of course, sex are getting in, getting in on on the the all these deaths and, and tragic incidents in hip hop culture. Uh, they make YouTube videos or whatever. Now there was one that was getting a lot of traction. Now Monty, to, I say all this, I said all that to say this. In this case, I don't want to be too hard on it because there was a spiritual reader. I don't know her name, but she, she was Mo Three's. Mo Three's personal spiritual, leader. like Mo Three would actually go and see her. It wasn't like a a spiritual reader that just saw a rapper die and then just made a video about it and not know anybody in that situation in this particular case Mo3 believed in her and she you know she was close to him and she specially spoke and implied that uh it was some girls that set him up and there are some other i guess other circumstantial evidence from what i'm reading or seeing that that point to uh these females that set him up and um yeah, that that was just getting. It was getting a lot of love. Basically, like she put out a video. The dis, the the, the like to dislike ratio was very healthy for her. Like it it wasn't that many dislikes at all. Uh, people were like, "Man, I feel I feel like she's I feel like she's telling the truth." Or I feel like God is touching has touched her to like reveal this. Like she was getting a lot of love. Um, but again, I don't like I believe in like spirituality and stuff like this. I don't believe the physical world or dimension as the uh, the only dimension. Uh, but. I I don't know, man. A lot of a lot. There's a lot of again charlatans that prey on that. But in terms of the Mo three situation, I, I don't want to say I don't want to say anything about the spiritual reader. If Mo three personally knew that spiritual reader, and that spiritual reader is saying that hey, these girls might have set him up, and it's looking like they actually set him up because at that point Monty, like Monty, if what she's saying is right, what can I say? Like if those girls actually really set him up, like what can I what, what can I? Yeah, I this
1: might be more coming from. Coming from, cause uh, you know she actually knew the person, so yeah. I don't know. I can't. This, this not. This might be legit. So I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I, I think uh, when it when it's really bad is when when you see, like actual YouTubers, like you know spiritual readers. Yeah. Who, if you see, there's like there there was a trend of rappers dying, and you will see all these videos popping up that they could communicate with them from the afterlife. You know making videos like, yo, I'm making a video where I'm communicating with X, 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 Tentacion, and, yeah. <laughs> you know, saying what he's saying from the afterlife and all that shit. Uh,
0: yeah, that's, I remember that. I, re- I, I remember that, bro. And, and that's what Asian Doll did with uh, King Von. She said uh, King Von either spoke to her or spoke, spoke to a psychic that told her from the afterlife that, oh, those niggas left me. They betrayed me. And I'm like, bro, and y'all believe this shit? And King Von's manager had to go on academics and say, like, uh, uh, and clear it up. Because the first tweet, bro, the first tweet made it seem like King Von called Asian Doll before he died and said that. Like, it wasn't even clear that Asian Doll at first was talking about a, a psychic or afterlife uh, confirmation that King Von feels that he's betrayed. He was betrayed by his friends at the last minute. Um, and that's disgusting. That's. That's disgusting. I, I can't give it that. Um,
1: yeah, people don't realize how damaging all these fake news uh, or just uh, accusations people rile up can be so much damaging or cause yeah. even worse problems. And with the internet, man, it's it's very yeah. bad. So it's uh, it's yeah. best not to be involved in any of that
0: shit. Exactly. Agree. A hundred percent agree. One day we might have a psychic on the Great Cave, and maybe they can come on and clear clear up all this 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 shit up. Uh, yeah, then
1: I can. <laughs> <laughs> then we can fucking you know scrutinize them to uh, the the hour that they're in but yeah i think it might go better because you know i think uh uh, you know we'll we'll try to be even you know more if we do have somebody on we'll try to be you know give them a chance to plead their case
0: yeah and and um yeah that that would be an interesting episode actually uh but to like is there monty before we like get into what we've been watching or, or, or wrap it up. Like, is there anything positive that's been going on? Like, I
1: Man, it's hard to find positive news, but I definitely found one. And okay. this this was a sweet, kind of sweet news that I just came across. So, you know, Questlove, right? Yeah. Allegiance. Yeah, so he, he put out, like, you know, just a post online that he, he was trying to find the woman from his childhood who bought him a turntable when he was, like, five years old. And because that's like, you know, that's uh, that's probably before he kind of got into music. That's probably the first thing that kind of made him, yo, I, I could do this for life. You know, I love this shit. Yeah, and that's crazy. Like just a random, you know, just a random white lady actually just <laughs> just just bought him a turntable at a young age. And that probably that probably, you know, gave him love to pursue music. And that's that's beautiful, man. And he he was actually able to find her. And they actually, you know, they kind of, they kind of actually had a reconcealment and they they actually, you know, met up, and they kinda, it kind of it was just a sweet, sweet thing to see. Like, yo, that's that's pretty beautiful, man. And I was gonna, I was that's gonna cool. relate to that. Like, is there somebody like in your life, or or like you know, younger days, who had an effect on you? Like, who, who's somebody's not like a friend or a family that had an effect on you in a way that? That, you know, you still think about in a way that like a random person in your life. Mm, That's a good question. And specifically from like childhood? Yeah, just childhood or people from, you know, several years ago that you still uh, just comes up on your head randomly. Like, yo, this person really kind of, you know, kind of changed me in a way, like in a positive way. That's interesting.
0: Yeah, man, that's a there's definitely there's definitely been some individuals like that outside of my obviously outside of the moms and dads and cousins and stuff but um i mean there was a second grade music teacher she she passed away so i can't even go back and show her any love but uh she she really like made me believe that i can go after this music shit and, and, and find success like and she was very passionate about music she was just a second grade music teacher and i remember that specifically and uh yeah man um it's it's very wholesome that that story that you just related is very wholesome that she, that he was actually able to find her like if that happened when he was five and then he was able to find her in twenty twenty like, like hey that, man you can't you can't doubt
1: the internet man that that we have a lot of investigators they'll figure they <laughs> figure some shit out
0: yeah but but my but my point in that was the fact that quest love is a you know he's an older guy, so the fact that that person was still alive is a blessing. yeah yeah yeah, so. No, that's that's wholesome, bro. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad there was something we could. Uh, yeah,
1: that's funny, you know. though. I have the same type of I, I was also thinking of a teacher, man, because oh, yeah? I came here you know, at a young age uh, in like probably over over 10 years ago at this point, yep. And I barely knew any English, man. So I had, I had a lot of problems. So they, they put me in ESL class okay. and I had to learn everything from, uh, from the ground up and. Uh, I, I remember thinking back man uh, i had the sweetest sweetest teacher man like you know I, I struggled a lot but man she was like the sweetest lady then uh you know taught me every every little thing all, all the all the basics that i that i needed to learn now that i can do a fucking podcast now you know i was, I was still struggle to a little bit but yeah that's I was crazy about to say man.
0: That. i was about to say like damn Massey, you're doing a fucking podcast that's english it's all english so like yeah. Yeah, man. That's Yeah.
1: So if I stumble on my words, man, you know why. <laughs> but, you know, I'm always trying to get better at it.
0: You good, bro. You good. Um, No, bro. That's that's crazy. And, and they say English is like top five. One of the hardest languages to learn.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah. But, you know, when you if you if you start at a young age, that's when you have, you know, a lot more advantage. But yeah, man, you see a lot of a lot of older people if they're learning it for the first time and they're going to have a lot of problems,
0: a lot of struggles. Yeah, yeah, very tough, yeah, man. But I mean, now you know, uh, a lot of thanks to her, you're bilingual, and um, that's a yeah, man.
1: Impressive part of me wants to actually find her too, man. Gift her something, man. Part of me, like, yo, I gotta find this lady, man, who helped me
0: so much, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and hopefully she's still around, Monty. I believe that could happen. I believe that could happen. Um, my music teacher passed away, uh, which is sad, but. (laughs) Uh, she did. She did put a motor. You, still, in my you bed. still
1: remember her, man. That's what. That's what matters. Like you know what they say. Yeah. Like uh, you know when somebody somebody does not remember you after you're dead, man. That's when you're really dead.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. You live on in in the in the minds of people that are still around, and if you can tell stories about that said person, yeah, they do live on through that through that passing down of uh, stories and stuff. So I agree with that. Um, now, instead into what we've been watching uh monty monty what you've been consuming this past week
1: this week man you know every week i got a new show that i'm watching so this week i was able to catch up on this hbo show it's called the undoing so Uh it's more like a drama thriller crime type of show it's more of a you know i love those type of shit man i i I live for these type of shows where (laughs) it's like a mystery and you try to find out who killed this person or what happened and this, this 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 show is like i think uh the main character, she kind of, I, I can't spoil it too much, but she's a therapist and her husband gets into some shit, man. And she starts to, she started to, you know, find out that he might not be the person that like the right person that she's married to, man. And yeah. shit, a lot of dark secrets that start to start to come out. It's like, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy, man. So this, this type of thing makes me scared to be married, man. Like, yo, <laughs> the person you're married to, you might not even know the the the, uh, the the person behind it, they might have a lot of secrets.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man, secrets. Secrets can be merciless sometimes. Uh, what What's the drama of it, again?
1: I would say it's more of a drama, it, you know, very, it's very realistic, so it's not gonna be too, too many, you know, too many crazy things going on, but there's, mm-hmm. there's still a lot of stupid shit that happens in the show, man. <laughs> like, you know, the things that the person does, like, yo, why would you do this shit? To right. you, you know, be a senseless, you know, make some common sense decision. But <laughs> and uh, hey, man, a lot of people make a lot of stupid shit mistakes in real life too. So I try to yeah. chalk Rax. it up to that. Right. so it's called the Undoing. Yeah, yeah, it's on HBO. I don't, I don't know if you might like it though, man. Uh, you know, I, I always tell you so some shows that you definitely got to watch that you definitely would like. I don't know about this one.
0: Okay, okay, yeah, man. I, uh, look to, yeah, I look into some of the trailers or like YouTube reviews and stuff like that. Um, yeah, what you I, been watching, Docu? Um, I watch a lot of stuff throughout the weeks or whatever. So like, or throughout the week. So sometimes when I'm posed this question, I really gotta dive into my memory bank of like, what is uh, noteworthy enough? Because majority of my week is just me consuming media anyway for inspiration or, or, or just just for escapism or whatever the case may be. But uh, there's a phenomenon, and Monty, you were one of the first people to tell me about this. But, oh uh, yeah, <laughs> I think uh, so. Yeah, <laughs> VTubers, VTubers, uh, virtual YouTubers. Um, if you guys don't know what that is, it's like this new crap of YouTubers that are that are three D anime characters, and it's interesting because they before they do it, they got to craft a, a, a persona. Like they got to be the character. It isn't just them with like a three D avatar. It's like a whole character they've created for themselves, and um. So yesterday I was just looking at like some of the the equipment that they use and it's a lot of, I mean, it can, it can get really expensive uh, just to get the stuff to where they can like move their hands and it, you know, the avatar, excuse me, the avatar will move its hands as well or their mouth or their eyes. Uh, It's, it's a lot of uh, interesting technology behind it, like appearing as a 3D person and then just the, the, the uh, economy of it all, like. There how do I say there was this one female YouTuber, VTuber, that hopped on Twitch like and for one of the first times she ever streamed, she had like sixty thousand sixty thousand uh viewers. Just it's insane, it was, man. It's insane how that's how insane, bro. There are people that have like been studying the craft of streaming for like half a decade and can't crack like fifteen thousand if you over if you
1: Nah, if not her, even crack like hundred, hundred, <laughs> hundred, hundred viewers.
0: Yeah, I was about to say that. Yeah, majority of them can't crack even a hundred viewers, even if they're really good at. It. That's the sad part, because you know if you ain't got somebody to like shout out, shout you out or like push your platform, uh, you know you can just be a really good streamer that nobody ever hears about. And then next now now you got like a female that's never YouTube or not a female, a a a, a, a streamer that's never streamed in their life, and their first you know big stream uh, within a month is like sixty thousand viewers. That's crazy, and it's all because of the uh, in this girl's case, persona, and and, and I will say this, Monty, There's a difference, right? So if you guys know what 3D anime girls look like, then some some uh, characters might come to your head. But there are some that are fully clothed. There are some that are flat-chested. But some of the bigger ones have what people in the anime community call "titty physics." So every little move they make, they make their boobs just go all like all over the place. So there's an element of um. <sighs> There's a there's a big simp a big simp fan base, for like a, lot a fetish, of these and, you know, a fetish yeah. involved. Yeah, and, and, and so thanks to the simps of the world, these girls get paid. And by the way, this is no diss to their fan base or them at all. Uh, I, I even found one that uh, there's this podcast called Trash Taste, um, that, that features the bigger uh, anime YouTubers on uh YouTube, uh, Gidduk, the Anime Man and Conan, and they featured bro. They somehow, some way, they did a two hour podcast. And the female uh uh anime girl VTuber was there and moving as if she was really there. I don't know how they did it, Monty, but it looked good. And they didn't break character. She didn't break character for that whole two hours. So. That
1: got to take a lot of work animating, animating an actual you know a VTuber for like yeah. two three hours. That's yeah. I don't know.
0: I don't know. She didn't break and she didn't break character. So when they would ask her questions about like you know maybe her 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 real life, well she's like her character is like uh, the Grim Reaper. So she'll say stuff like, "Oh yeah, back when I was doing stuff in the underworld, which was code for back when I was going to like school or doing stuff in real life. Like it was really, it was really interesting. But her, her, her titty physics was crazy. Like you can see why a lot of I guess guys were (laughs) like the titty physics. It was crazy, bro. But she also I know that you definitely were enchanted by that. Uh, Nah, 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 nah. (laughs) (laughs) I love anime, or whatever. But I'm good on the 3D uh uh titty physics. But listen, listen, she raps, Monty. And she has a grim reaper rap persona, and she, like, it's not cringy per se. Like, she's oh, lyrical, wow. and of course, you know, her being her, her favorite rapper is Eminem, and so in her song about being a grim reaper, she used that she used uh, syllabistic flows, and uh, it was crazy, dog. It was it was crazy. That gotta take a lot of time, man. I can't I can't dish any yeah. of other... it. Yeah, and she like was charted. She charted on the iTunes just just because of that whole setup. So,
1: well, What's what's the name of it so people know? And I also know so I could check it out a little good, bit
0: too. You know? Hold on, hold on. <laughs> right, right, right. Good question. Hold on. Grim Reaper VTuber uh, song. It's called. Excuse my rudeness, but could you uh, RIP? That's all. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so I, I just type in Grim Reaper. You can type in Grim Reaper VTuber song, and it'll it, be the first first one that pops up. It has 7 million views and it was just, or it's almost, it's 7.8 million views and it came out two months ago.
1: So I mm, actually, I actually know this channel. I I think uh, this is the channel I first came on when I was uh, finding out what the fuck, you know, this whole VTuber thing is, you know, the hollow. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, this has a, uh, you know, hollow live because I, I think I'm going to take it into like a, maybe a darker place. <laughs> but, okay. And uh, hollow live is actually a company, it's like a company of like if people are just animators or, you know, they pretty much cultivate these personas, I guess. You know how the K-pop industry is? They pretty much cultivate these boy bands. So this is like, in a way, very kind of similar, but you know, they're creating VTubers or, you know, uh, digital idols who are like, Mm. you know, like a hologram, who are not actually like anime characters. And I feel like, you know, this is like taking anime to the next level but I, I get it, man. This uh, I definitely, I definitely see this this going, this becoming even even more popular as as time goes on. Cause you know, yeah. people like always try to see. Yeah, it's like the e- evolution of different genres or different. You know, just just like how music evolves. This is pretty much another evolution of anime, animation, or music in general. And man, it's kind of it's kind of dark to me in a way, cause it's like more corporatization of just you know more, and just more people getting involved. Where the you know they might it might not seem authentic, man. It's just yeah. a lot of corporates getting involved, a lot of you know just commercializ- commercialization and all that. And I don't know, man. I feel like you know it just doesn't come off as authentic to me.
0: I feel you on that. I feel you on that. But there's some people outside of because you can do this outside of the hollow live conglomerate. Um, there was a girl that was talking about how she got tired of streaming. Uh, in real life because there were so many comments about how she looked and- oh yeah yeah
1: I was gonna say I was actually gonna bring that up how there's a positive side to it too where you know you might if you if you if you want to hide your real personality or you know be more private you could definitely use this type of platform but I'll say if, if there's a person out there you know who's actually doing it just by themselves and I definitely respect it without any you know actually being a more authentic I definitely respect it
0: yeah, man. Yeah, so I'm I'm interested in seeing like what people do outside of the the corporate conglomerate because I can see there being a lot of uh, approaches, personas. Um, um, maybe people that have been rapping for ten years can't get a break, then they become a three D anime character, and then boom, they're on top of the game. That could happen. Yeah, I definitely respect that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I'll keep my eye on it, guys. But uh, if that, if that sounds interesting to you, y'all can just look into VT- uh, VTubers VTubing. And um, yeah, so who's your, who's
1: your favorite v- VTuber so far that you,
0: you know seen? Um, because I've seen quite a few. Uh, by the way, guys, it wasn't me watching their streams, I just YouTube it and them talking about it, but uh, seeing different characters talk about it. But uh, I guess my favorite, just by virtue of it being you know, me loving rap is the, the the female rapper I was just telling you about, the Grim Reaper character, the one that has 7.8 million views rapping like she's the fucking uh, anime version of Eminem. So, yeah, uh, I guess that would be my favorite as of right now. But to be clear, guys, I don't really foresee myself like being a, a consistent watcher of VTubers. It was just something that was interesting. Yeah, that I felt yeah like that's about.
1: definitely very interesting, though. Like, yeah is it's it's a concept that you might see on on the tv show black mirror actually they did cover something very similar because uh one of the last season they had a like a hologram it's pretty much an artist just based on a hologram but the yeah. real person you don't see the real person is just a hologram of that person
0: wow yeah man the, the, the future of technology is is weird but it's, it's happening
1: that shit scares me man not gonna lie man i'm not I'm I'm a little anti-technology, but, but a little, you know, but hey, a power to the people, man. If if this makes you makes you a living out of it, and you know, yeah. if, uh, there's definitely positive sides
0: to it, man. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Well, uh, with that being said, guys, this is this has been episode seven of the Gray Cave, and uh, take care until next week. Hope you enjoyed.